I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Halloween, Halloween, hello, hello, Halloween, Halloween, hello, hello. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Screw Christmas. It's, it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> it's the gay holy time. It is. Bow, Bow down. down. Mm-hmm. To Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your Sam Hain on. It, it always goes so fast. Good. Yeah, it's here and then it's it's gone. It does. Um, I'm sure it's even it worse is. there, but yeah. It is. It lasts for approximately 14 minutes, and that's great. So it's great. <laughs> but those 14 minutes, they're they were really something. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> like, I might sit outside at the restaurant today. Mm, Get me mm-hmm. sweet toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, you know, still kind of feels like March, but it, yeah. now there's now there's nice breeze and yeah. some pumpkin things, <laughs> and that's nice. It's a it's a pumpkin pandemic, and oh, uh, I like we're that. living it up. <laughs> sounds like a dolly parton song like it's just a pumpkin <laughs> pandemic is that that goes with her hard candy yeah, christmas that, that's what i was trying trying to connect but <laughs> i don't know if it quite worked but the sentiment's uh, the same <laughs> boy it's like a pumpkin pandemic <laughs> i'll barely make it through till christmas unless i get my candy corn i don't know <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a new hit again, single. Uh, lyrics by the Homos and Haunted Hill. <laughs> Not that anyone would ever want to steal them, but copyright. <laughs> now available on iTunes. <laughs> oh, but you know what is available on Amazon, Chris? Do you, would you like to? What is? What? what I, I've heard a little birdie told me. A little little uh, um, a creature oh. snuck into my house and told me that a, a little film by Mr. Chris Moore is available now on Amazon. Oh, my sex tape. Yeah. Um, well, yes. It, 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 <laughs> Finally. Yes. <laughs> what you all been waiting for? Because y'all Halloweener. are thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Halloweenies. Um, it's yes. uh yes, a stranger among the living is now mm-hmm. available to stream on Amazon. So mm-hmm. uh, go on there and give it a watch, and if you like it, give it a nice review and tell your friends mm-hmm. and family and anyone that will listen to you mm-hmm. that it's it's a fun little movie. It's spooky, good for the Halloween season. If you like Carnival of Souls, Messiah of Evil, stuff like that, you'll probably dig it. Which so. we do because yes. we recommended them exactly. last week. So, so yes. clearly we enjoy this. But yes, we endorse it. And if you're still listening to us after all these episodes, you must too. So yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. So give it a shot. Support that indie film. I don't know. It sounds pretty controversial for my my small I town. Know. I might. We don't be. have a. There's no back room in our video store. <laughs> this would be in the back room. <laughs> Actually, what's really weird is that Amazon rated it 13 plus. So mm. in, instead of the 18 plus, like my last film. So. Mm-hmm. Apparently, bring the kids. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> fine family fun. <laughs> I made a children's film. Everybody. <laughs> so. Fun for the so, whole yay. family. Yeah. <laughs> so show it to your kids. I Maybe guess. if you live in one of those sin cities like <laughs> yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Paul. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, order your copy of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Now available for pre-order. Yes. Let your voice be heard. 
say that you want more high quality content like this yeah. to be put because out. Yeah, seriously, I, I see people like <laughs> complaining about you know, oh, they're just gonna throw it out on Blu-ray. But here's the thing: yeah. like, you got to do that first, and then maybe exactly. if enough people buy it or if they stream it, we'll get like some sort of collector's exactly. edition someday. You know, pretty much it's... every film started out being released as a bare bones release, and then they yeah. slowly, you know, churned one out that had a little more special features and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Even something like Halloween. I remember the first DVD release was like 97 and it had like nothing. And they and they yeah. keep re-releasing that every fucking year with like every oh, year. Well, this time we have an interview with the person that, that did craft service. It's like what mm-hmm. good board like <laughs> every year. I the remember goddamn that Halloween <laughs> Gets a release. Every I keep telling year, them, every stop year I say, releasing that stop goddamn releasing Halloween. Goddamn Halloween, you lazy anchor-based <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> Can we just do another Drop Dead Gorgeous episode? <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but they still release right. it. They keep re-releasing it. I'm like, mm-hmm. how many releases do we need of that movie? Like, I love mm-hmm. it, but there's nothing new to say about it. Like, oh, well, I have a story on the day they shot that scene where he fell off the roof, you know, at the end. <laughs> I remember I served chicken fingers. It's like, <laughs> who gives a fuck, Sally? Like, I don't care. Keep your chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who cares? At this point, it's like that's like that's the only new information we could po- yeah. possibly learn. We got like, William Shatner to to talk yeah. about how every little wrinkle was based on his face. You know, it was. I look at this and see me. <laughs> but you know, they do have a a set that actually is just a bare bones release that has Halloween and Halloween 2018, which I will never buy oh, that collection. Well, fuck me sideways. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're talking about some Halloweens this we month. We are. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. this is our big Halloween month. So we said, why the hell not? Let's just talk about some Halloween movies from the franchise. Yeah. Halloween, yeah. Halloween, which is a, uh, a choose-your-adventure-of-sorts. There are many different ways you can approach viewing this franchise. <laughs> it is very much like the Goosebumps books where you, never, you can choose where you want to go and you never know mm-hmm. when you're going to be like clubbed in the face by a redneck or no uh, or dragged into some weird cult i don't you know yeah or uh, brought to california and be to a um a school there you know drink some it's... chardonnay yeah you know you mm-hmm, never know mm-hmm. i mean yeah, it's you never like know. are you more of a halloween one two h2o resurrection kind of person or are mm-hmm. are you a one two four five six kind of person or are you just mm-hmm. a Rob Zombie fan who just likes his or maybe you just like Season of the Witch by it by itself and you think the rest maybe. of you suck I don't know you yeah, do yeah. you we we, yeah. we we don't judge you we we don't you know uh because I think each of these films has a little something of interest it in does. them even if you know they're not some of them maybe are not the most objectively great films but mm-hmm. there's uh some little bits of curiosities that uh, we're digging into. So I agree. I agree. You know, there's a lot of tricks in this treat bag, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of treats. So yes, you got to just take the little crappy peeps out and uh, eat your Milky Ways or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just <laughs> stick your hand in that bag and uh, grab them. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Maybe yeah. you're getting an eyeball. You know, who knows? Who knows? You never know. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, briefly we can... Talk about some news on the horizon here, too. There's, um, There's news? There's news? What? Uh, news is a strong word. But, you know, the the craft, I guess, is 
you know, this remake has been in development for a couple years now, and I guess it's coming to Amazon like October twenty seventh. It's um, I don't know what to think about that. You know, I don't either. It's a, it seems a little, a little bit rushed to me. It seems a little rushed, a little rushed. Because like, did they just start production like at the beginning of the year? It was like 2019 or something. What? Yeah, it was fairly. But like before that, it had been somebody else was going to do it. I can't right. remember. It was the director of um, Honeymoon. Of course, I'm breaking, I'm blanking mm-hmm. on her name now. Uh, and I would have liked to see that because I really liked Honeymoon and I thought it had some good stuff. But um, I, and then they brought in Zoe Lister. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Lister Jones. And to and so we'll see what she does. But. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh. I just. I have no expectations. You know, we were talking about either. before we started that I'm just like no expectations with any of these reboots at this point just no. whatever you know yeah They'll like be what they are listen i don't need to know that courtney cox took a took a dump on the set of scream 5 okay it's nope. not that imp- important and mm-hmm. i doubt it has anything to do with the plot so can y'all just calm down please yeah i, I... <laughs> it's already getting a little ridiculous it's like i have exclusive shots of the house that they're shooting in tonight yeah, I'm yeah. like, but there's nothing exciting going on in there. There's like, nothing going on, you know. It has a title now, which is <laughs> Scream. <laughs> I see they really went creative with this one. They I'm went so all excited. out with that. I'm still gonna call it Scream H26 personally, but I prefer you, know, you guys that. can call it whatever you want. I prefer it. I don't know. Like I, I don't have strong feelings about it. Like I think it's a weird trend. I don't really like that they're doing it, but I'm not like you know they same thing they did with Halloween. We're just calling yeah. it the same title, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at least get creative and call it, like, Scream Kills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the pe- people that are like, oh, it should be called Five Cream. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a gay porn site. What is that? It does. Five Cream? Like, like what? Now in stock in, in pharmacies, right? It's <laughs> Five Cream. I used to really be self-conscious about my skin, but now I use new Five Cream formula. Five cream. <laughs> It's advanced for for women like me on the go. It's hard being a mom of five. <laughs> I got my gogurt and I my five cream and I'm ready to go. She can do anything because she's got new five cream by Neutrogena. <laughs> but I guess we should do our topic of the week before we, we get into we have that. A topic. And, we have a topic, and we're gonna. Well, well, first let's see what the wheel says. All right, oh, yeah. here we go. We I'm gonna go up to the wheel. Up the giant wheel on the wall and uh so hold your breath folks because here we go Ooh, Ooh, what's the topic what's the topic well the wheel would like us to talk about our favorite underappreciated sequels Oh, Ooh. Ooh, very interesting. And, yes. you know, we realized after last week that, you know, we tried to cover basically everything last week and That's we still true. ended up missing some good ones. So That's um, true. Or I, I guess two weeks ago, whenever we did this last. So we ashamed. decided we're going to narrow this down a little bit. So we're yes. going to uh, in the future, we're going to try to do like maybe top three or five or something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just keep it a little condensed here. How about you start? What do you got? Oh, um, I have one of our favorite franchises, Children mm-hmm. of the Corn. I'm going to say Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, mm-hmm. because it is the only one in the franchise that I like. <laughs> and oh, no. <laughs> so that means it needs to be discussed, because it's really quite entertaining. You know, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to go find the time to sit down and watch it. It um, is worthwhile. And okay. I believe I was told that a, a young Charlie's Theron is in the end of the movie. You can kind of see hmm. her. There's like a big party scene where things go 
a little haywire as as they seem to in the 90s and mm-hmm. uh and she's in there somewhere i don't know why it, it's the only one that's good in the franchise but mm-hmm. i'll take what i can get uh but yeah i i'm gonna give some love to psycho 3 which oh great one um, Good one. You know, it's uh, sleazier and kind of less atmospheric than Psycho and Psycho 2, but mm. as a, like, mid-80s slasher movie, it's <laughs> it's fun. You know, uh, th- even the opening scene is ridiculous. With, uh, like, this nun no who's... God! <laughs> she's about to, like, commit suicide, but then she ends up accidentally causing this other nun to go, God, it's so good. like, fall over and die. It's it's nuts. And, um, again, it's more of a slasher than, mm. I think, even the first two. And there's a great scene where this like woman invites Norman into a bisexual threesome. And I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you. This is what I want from Anthony Perkins. This is wonderful. Noted Hollywood bisexual. And he directed it, which I was so su- yeah. su- surprised by. He has a lot of style and it's it, pretty, yeah, pretty it, effective for, it, yeah. It kind of yeah. has like a kind of a European horror vibe, which, which I yeah. love like a lot of weird angles and lighting and like yeah. scene transitions and stuff. Really fascinating work yeah i think it's it's a like kind of flawed but worthwhile sequel that if you haven't watched folks go check it out it's i agree it's good so apparently we're, we're gonna have a thing about threes today because i am gonna say prom night three the last kiss okay yeah um, <laughs> that is that is a movie yes because i really enjoy it for all its okay. ridiculousness it's look yeah. it's no hello mary lou it's not mm-hmm. But it's it's got its charms, and it's sort of mm-hmm. just very goofy. It doesn't play anything particularly straight. It's just very yeah. campy and fun, and I enjoy it. The The problem is is that the only DVD that's been released here in the States has been a, a TV cut of the film for some reason. I don't know why. So if you want to see it uncut, you have to watch the VHS, Yeah, um, which I think someone might have uploaded on YouTube. So it's out there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see it and you haven't seen it yet, try to find the uncut version. And someone, I'm just going to pl- put this out there in the ether because we've done this before and it's been successful because mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. we have the gift. Um, we have the power. <laughs> I would love to have a box set of Prom Nights 2, 3, and 4 together. That would be great because mm-hmm. I, I think they're all pretty interesting in their own way. And maybe Vinegar Syndrome could do something. If you're listening, Vinegar Syndrome, I don't know. Put it <laughs> out there. Vinegar Syndrome, can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> can you help me in the night? Um, please do this because I think I'm not alone here. I think a lot of people seem to enjoy these sequels and they haven't gotten a lot of love in the past. No. And no. I think it's time. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, it's been a while since I've seen mm-hmm. three. I wasn't huge on it, but... Uh... I should give it another go because I think I would appreciate it more knowing what I know about right. the world now and just where we are in, in life. Exactly. <laughs> it has so much to teach us. <laughs> so, so many lessons. I have not seen this movie in years, but I really liked it when I was younger. So I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery 2. Oh, I've been wanting to rewatch this. I remember it being super fun and uh, just a nice little like coming of age story with Edward Furlong, who was like the teen dream, of course. It, it's like almost more of like a domestic kind of drama thing, which I guess the first one kind of was too. But yeah. this one's definitely sleazier, like every good sequel should be. Amen. And um, because they end up somehow accidentally killing, there's these two kids and they end up killing one of their stepfathers and then they bury him. And the guy was already a dick. And then he comes back as even more of a dick. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like, oh, is he okay? Or is he just acting normal? Because he, <laughs> that's just how he acted before. It's like... And I just remember there being some like crazy kills in this movie. Like he, 
the the stepdad like tracks down this other kid who was bullying bullying one of the other kids and he takes his dirt bike and just like puts it right up against his face with it like running and just like slices off like all his skin and shit and it's it's nuts um but like i said it's been several years but i remember it being pretty solid and they just released a a blu-ray of it like within the last couple years so yeah i think it's worth revisiting i might dig it up this halloween season oh you're gonna make me buy that blu-ray damn it yeah it's been a long time but i don't remember hating it and there's some parts i remember really liking but i can't Mm -hmm. remember much about it really so yeah it's been a long time like probably 20 something years now so i remember being kind of like not quite as like insane as sleepwalkers but sort of that vibe of just like you never know what's gonna happen or like the guardian type thing yeah remember that too yeah like it's it's very off the rails in like a fun way uh, what do you got? Uh, when a stranger calls back. Ah, uh, yes. yes. This movie, I think, is better than the first one. And because mm-hmm. just the pace is a little bit better and it doesn't just leave the main character by the side of by the side of the road after the first 20 minutes. It actually does mm-hmm. focus on her. And then, of course, Jill comes back as a I think she's like a. I forgot what she. I think she's like a police officer or like a psych, um, a, psych, a psychiatrist now or some. That something. sounds right. It's it's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, me too. She comes back and she tries to help this girl that just went through something like what she went through all, all those years before. And Charles Durning's back as the police detective, and they all kind of team together to catch this guy. And it's really pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. It's um, it's a fun movie. One we've talked about before, I may as well give some love. I still know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I it's 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 silly, but <laughs> anyone who comes to me and is like, "Oh, the plot is so silly and convoluted," I'm like, have you watched the first one? <laughs> yeah, it's like really, really. Uh oh, there's Ben, but also there's Susie, but <laughs> David and Billy Blue and Ray and Missy and, and like, what I'm the fuck? I'm pretty like, sure Anne Hesh killed someone. I'm pretty sure oh, she was guilty of she something. She has the capacity to kill. She has some bodies buried somewhere in that big ass backyard. I don't trust her. Because they make her seem so creepy in that movie. Yeah, She's always it's... like twitching and shit. Yeah. Tw- I'm like, if she had a mustache, she'd be twirling it. You know? I'm like, who did you just kill, Anne? What happened? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the, you know, the sequel, it has some good like kind of Agatha Christie Agatha Christie-esque, like, secluded island vibes, even though, like, again, why did he invite them to this island? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Julie, Julie, like the movie we're talking about today, Julie has some kind of poignant final girl PTSD stuff, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. Um, there's that great karaoke scene that I just, I die. It's fantastic. Oh, it's um, so good. Yeah, and of course, Brandy is great. So She's great, and she survives, good. like, 15 a- Temps on her life. Oh my god, she goes through so much hell, <laughs> and she so like much jumps glass. through a window. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. I think she falls through like three windows and yes. like a glass, a glass ceiling like, thing. Yeah, um, a glass. Uh, shit, I don't know my words today. What, like greenery. Uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's called. in like yeah. a greenhouse. greenhouse. Uh, yeah, a shelf, a shelf, a glass yeah. shelf. I couldn't find the word shelf. <laughs> she falls through the shelf. She falls through so many things, and at the end, she just like let lamps out, and sh- and she has a cut, a cut on her face, a cut. And she's like, "It's okay, girl. I'm made of steel." I'm like, "Apparently, yeah. because Apparently. you have no cuts on you." <laughs> She is the bionic woman. She can do anything. She's great. It's a fun movie. I do like that it one is. a lot. It is. Uh, what do you got? Okay. Uh, speaking of Mary Lambert, um, mm-hmm. some people are not going to like me for this one. Oh, God. Urban <laughs> Legends, Bloody Mary, 
Oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Also, I thought you were going to pick American third. Psycho 2. Oh, no, 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 no. No, although we, we, we do have a fan who seems to enjoy we, that, who was very mad. So, Charles, yes, hope you're Charles, listening. Shout out to um, Charles. <laughs> I've actually never seen American Psycho 2, Charles, so I, I might love it. I have just seen clips, so... Yeah. I, so Maybe we'll watch it I'm, I'm going to yeah. reserve my reservations until I see it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no, this is Urban Legends Bloody Mary. It's basically yeah. Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 set in the 2000s yeah. um, with a lot of bad CGI and stuff yeah, like, like CGI that. spiders yes. and shit, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's and it's got like this whole sort of town cover up thing because this girl was abused by some jocks back in like the 50s or 60s or, or maybe it was the mm-hmm. 70s i can't remember mm-hmm. and now they're like high ups in the town because of course that does tend to happen unfortunately and it's kind of trying to uncover like what went down and so there's actually some pretty interesting things it has to say about that kind of stuff and and yeah so you know but there's some parts that don't quite work but I don't understand why people hate it so much. Well, it's, yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of a season of the witch thing because the first two were slashers and then this was a sort of a supernatural movie and they're like, what? I don't know where this franchise is going. Like, and Yeah, that's true. People get really weird ab- about that shit, but, you know, I embrace it. So it's, yeah, it, it's not bad. It's pretty interesting for what it is. And yeah. it's, frankly, it's better than urban legends final cut or whatever which that movie just boring i'm pretty sure it is yeah i I mean i need i need to rewatch final cut but it's been a while it's just and the the killer reveal just does not hit at all and (laughs) god whatever (laughs) you know of course one that i feel like queer people give this one more love but everybody else doesn't so i'll throw it out anyway but of course seed of chucky you know oh yes that movie is great what is wrong with people it's off the wall insane with a big studio too like if this yeah. was some like random indie movie i i i'd be like you know of course that's how it got made but mm-hmm. this is a big it's what like the fifth entry in this big franchise and yeah, it, it has yeah. the gall to be so fucking crazy so insane jennifer There's... killy uh, jennifer killy jennifer tilly just <laughs> jennifer like Kill- camping it up <laughs> the whole time so much fun and there's like doll sperm i don't it's so weird yeah john waters is there and uh, gets yeah. like acid poured Look, on his face the fact that john waters has a a fairly substantial su- supporting part in this should tell you everything yeah. you need to know about the tone right. of the movie so i'm sorry if y'all watched it and 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 like this isn't scary it stars yeah. john waters what hey, did john you waters, think i mean they run britney spears off the road at one point <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Bound is on cable. I'm fingering Gina Gershaw. <laughs> fingering Gina Gershaw. <laughs> Gershaw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Don Mancini, man, what an icon. It's I mean, something. And the whole thing was filmed in like Romania or something. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's supposed great. to be L.A. It, and it's very yeah. stylized and fun. It's just such a great movie that no it's one gives any props to and i'm sick no. of it i'm sick we'll talk of about your seed of chucky erasure i'm sick of it yeah i have one this is also a number three i don't know what is wrong with me in threes leprechaun three. Oh, okay once again not a big fan of the fran- franchise I've, I've only really yeah. seen up until part three 
Yeah. And I kind of was like, it can't get much better than this, so I'm just going to stop here. But it's it's when he goes to Vegas mm-hmm. <laughs> and makes some shit happen. And there's a scene where Caroline Williams from Texas Chain, Chainsaw 2 and Stepfather 2 and stuff like that, she's playing this like kind of conniving woman that works at the casino and she wants to be beautiful and desire, desirable. So she wishes for that and she gets it. But then for some reason, like, he turns against her and turns her in, into, like, a bl- balloon. And so she keeps mm-hmm. gr- growing. It's kind of like that scene from um, Willy Wonka where she turns into the blue, the blue, mm-hmm. the blueberry. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. keeps growing and expanding. And then she just explodes. But I want it now, Daddy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I'm like, so, oh, so they clearly peaked at three. And maybe one day I'll watch Leprechaun in the Hood. But I don't know. Was that your fifth one? Um, I have one more just in case, but. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my number five, um, <laughs> very new one, and it is Brahms the Boy 2. Oh, shit. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, doesn't really have the creepy mood and atmosphere like the first one did, but you know what? I didn't really like the first, the first one. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, I didn't like the twist in the first one. Oh. So, oh. Um, uh, so this one pretty much spits in the face of all that, and, uh, I mean, I can't talk much about it without spoiling it, but I pretty much was like, the only re- way I'm going to enjoy this movie is if they give us a good old-fashioned creepy killer doll, because that's what I want from a killer doll movie. I don't want the twist from the first one. So this one pretty much gives me what I want. So I can't really complain. And you got, like, a sleuthy Katie Holmes who is just, like, investigating past crimes, and she goes to libraries, and she has the microfilm, and it's 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 great. <laughs> it's maybe kind of a guilty pleasure, but I'm not guilty about it. So, uh, well... yep. Maybe boy I'll give it a shot one of these days. It's, I think it's worthwhile. Just gonna oh. say it. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had one more. It's just uh, Exorcist Two because okay. it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not a good movie. I know that, but the music is so pretty, and there's a tap dancing scene, and and I'm a sucker for that. It's just yeah. Linda Blair doing a tap number in the middle right. of the movie. Who doesn't appreciate and that? Come on. I'm like, I'm I'm okay with that. It's worth it's worth watching. I think yeah. people that's one of those ones that people just throw aside completely, and yeah. um, it's not worth. I, I I mean, it's not one of those that you should do that to. There's yeah. definitely some good stuff there because um, it really isn't scary like the first one. I mean, the first one yeah. is like one of the scariest movies ever. This is most definitely not. So yeah, I can see why people were really. De- disappointed but it has its own merits and i think slowly people are maybe waking up a bit right it's still not a good movie but it's it's got some good parts no no and of course there's so many we didn't you know get to oh yeah um you know uh and let us know what are yours what are yours what are your favorite underappreciated sequels because there are uh legion right yes them and it's it's uh something and as always you know if you want us to talk about something specifically you can message us and give us just your idea what you would like us to talk about maybe we will maybe we won't who knows who knows it's our show fuckers we'll do what we want (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm not really gonna set the scene anything here i mean y'all know yeah of course y'all were probably alive (laughs) it's not that long ago that's the thing you you probably lived (laughs) during that era right if you didn't how old are you now like 10 i don't know so you shouldn't be listening to this you should go to to bed go 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 to sleep (laughs) turn off the podcast (laughs) <laughs> go put on some blue clothes. I don't know. My sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep. This was a sequel that I I don't know. The first one was pretty polarizing, mm-hmm. so I, I think. But it made a good amount of money, yeah, so they were like, ton, "Let's yeah. 
let's green light this one. And this one made good money too, actually. It yeah. made like 40 million against a 15 million budget. So it did pretty well. Yeah. Um, the uh, critics pretty much hated it. They had no idea what to make of this white horse shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It. I, the fans, I don't know, I think generally hated it. But I do think mm-hmm. over the years it has started to develop a little more of a cult following. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of really interesting things here and it's really fascinating. I don't even know where to begin, but I don't either. Uh, well, it starts yeah. with a title card. <laughs> yes. That mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so pretentious. Yes. It's it just talks about like the white horse and what what it's a symbol of and Yeah. Because yeah. clearly it was like they test screened this movie and they were like Hey, so what's with the fucking white horse? And they just were like, well, maybe if we put a title card ex- explaining why it's there, people won't ask the question. And yet they will still ask the question, why is the fucking white horse I'm, in this movie? I think only Rob Zombie knows that, and I'm not even sure he totally does. What you does know, it I, symbolize, Rob? Or did you just want to play with the horse? Because that's a good answer, too, because horses are adorable. Maybe, I don't know. You know, um, I have a feeling this was some sort of like built in uh thing from his childhood Maybe. that he has just brought to the screen and we will never fully understand it and that's okay i mean yeah. it's striking you know because mm-hmm. you've got the horse that's white and you've got sherry moon playing ghost deborah and she's yeah. wearing all white and now her hair is white too so she's like some weird oh yeah like... she's like fucking galadriel from lord of the rings <laughs> elven yeah. thing here yeah she's like a little elfin creature who's just yeah. hanging out on like creepy back roads and yeah chilling with the horse it's very strange she looks like she'd be in that last unicorn movie from the yes. 80s yeah it's very weird it's very like david lynch ish yeah yeah and i don't know what to make of it it's not my favorite part of the movie i think all of that could have been cut out to be honest I, um it's like he was toying with what he would ultimately do for lords of salem exactly, but it works there yeah. because that whole movie is like that vibe exactly. here it's kind of like i don't know it's it's a choice yeah it's um, very odd but at least he's not just like rehashing the first one, you know. The no, thank God, oh fuck, thank God, oh, that yeah, piece, I, that piece of shit. I'm sorry. Look, y'all, I I've tried to watch that mm-hmm. remake fifty thousand times, and every time I leave so angry. It's like the the first half isn't horrible. Like it, it at least it tries to do something that's kind of different. I don't really know if it works or not, but it it's mm-hmm. at, at, at at least it's a, attempting something new. But once he gets into 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 the actual remake part of the film, it just falls so flat. And there's no scares. There's no suspense. You don't that's care who lives I'm... or dies. And I it's just it's and the characters are so annoying. Like why is yeah. Laurie Strode fingering a bagel in her first introduction what is wrong yeah. with her i she's yeah i don't odd. think it's effective i'm a little bit the opposite not totally really? but just i i hate the first 40 minutes like i legitimately hate it because to me uh, the whole point of michael myers is that he's the shape that you're not really supposed to know exactly. a whole lot about yeah. why mm-hmm. he's doing this and it tells you literally every detail about yeah. how he came to be exactly. this the killer and that, that then he's just not scary to me anymore because no. then he's just a regular guy there's no scares and yeah. Um, but I do agree that when you get into the actual film, uh, and that's what I, the thing I can, I don't even consider that first part of the actual film. I consider the actual like film, what people came to see, mm-hmm. which is seeing, um, Michael Myers kill people on Halloween night. Right. That's why you go see a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's totally super effective. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. It's not really scary. It's just really like brutal. And oh, here he is. Here's this big brutal guy and he's going to kill yeah. you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, it just really feels super 
rushed and it's like yeah. there's no build up it's like he just kind of pops out and like slices a few people and the camera gets really fucking shaky yeah. and i'm just like yeah. i have a headache please yeah. stop shaking the camera and it just gets ridiculous and then like at the end there's that impossibly long chase with Lori in the old house and it's like right, my god right. ended already yeah and, yeah and and usually i love a nice long chase but you actually have to like the character to care about the chase and i don't like yeah, that's her true. at, at that's all true. she's shrill and annoying and i don't care for her yeah, she's real, and they don't really take enough time to develop anyone mm-hmm. because, again, they saved the actual movie for like the last half of the movie yeah. instead of making it the whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a strange effort, and, and we've talked about it before, but that was kind of the uh, concept for remakes during that era of like, mm-hmm. let's give you a ton of backstory about the killer, and Ugh. so you get to know him. And like, I get it in theory, but I just I hate it. I just yeah, I, it's I like don't like it. If like, you're gonna do that, like maybe do a ha- a Halloween where he doesn't wear the mask. You yeah. you don't have John Carpenter's music. It's a different kind of a movie completely, where it's just this damaged guy who is trying to find his sister, and that might mm-hmm. have actually been somewhat interesting. But I think it's because they were trying to connect it so much to the original film. It it just felt kind of confused. It was like, yeah, what true. were you trying to do here? And yeah, it so, was like half rehash of the original, half like trying to, to do, do something, something different, different. But yeah. like it, it was very half-assed kind of attempt even at that. And uh, that's why you know when he signed up to do this film, he was like, I just want to do my own thing. And they mm-hmm. were like, actually, go ahead and do that yeah, because we want to see what you do with it. You <laughs> made us a lot of money, so here's a yeah. big chunk to make whatever you want. And that's how Hollywood oh. works. It's like, oh, you made us money, so. Go ahead and do what you want, you know? And um, and he made what he wanted. And let me tell you, it is a did. much better film than the last one. It is much improved, yeah. yes. Uh, and mostly just because it is ballsy and doesn't yeah. try to rehash everything from the original. And uh, it, mm-hmm. there's some nice little psych-out moments where, yeah. um, even in the beginning, where you think that whole hospital sequence is going to just be a rehash of, you know, Halloween 2. And it's not. You know, it's a dr- PTSD dream. And... Uh, yeah, um, I'm. I'm not in love with the fact that they tried to turn that into a dream. I feel like they could have actually made that real and just had him like maybe like right as he was going to kill her at, at the end, like a cop could have come in and just like shot him and then take Laurie out. And then when they come back, he's just gone. You know, like that could have worked more because the, yeah, the the dream thing is know. a bit of a cop out. You know, I just I feel like that was. Yeah, but she's been through so much shit after the first one that I don't know that I necessarily wanted to see her right at the beginning through more shit. Um, yeah, but I, I don't but know. But at the same time, it's, they do. I don't know. I, I, I get your point, yeah. though. I, I get your point, yeah. yeah. It's weird that, like, this was the time when Hollywood hadn't figured out what to do with Octavia Spencer. Yes, and she's <laughs> here just like, she has, like, three lines, but of course she's brilliant because she's Brutally o- murdered. Spencer. That was yeah. what struck me the most was I thought this woman is giving one of the best death performances I've ever seen in my life. I was like, where is her Oscar? And then a few years later, she got an Oscar. (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) It's great. Because it's only been within a couple years that we've started to get, Mm -hmm. you know, some films that are, um, you know, more diverse. Mm -hmm. And we have some, you know, people of color in the leads Mm -hmm. and behind the cameras. And there's still a lot more, you know, work to do with that as well. But in the 2000s, like, you know, people of color were mainly... Uh, smaller parts like this and even like amazing actresses like Octavia Spencer is yeah, I, getting this sort of 
think quick the f- death scene but the first time i saw her was in never been kissed and that was never like been 90, kissed, yeah. 99 and she has like one line in that one line yeah. and that's a you are a writer girl <laughs> no okay no then sh- then sh- then she has two it's um yeah that thing is that what you kids are calling it these yeah that's days? The, the same scene yeah, and i was scene. like who is this woman she's delightful and then like yeah. she would like occasionally pop pop up in like small kind of parts and then Mm-hmm. Here comes the help, and ever since then, she has been like off to the races. You know what is fascinating is that Michael is sort of—he's ha- almost more Jason Voorhees in mm-hmm. these movies. You know, he's so bulking yeah. and um, intimidating, and they've almost made him into Jason in this movie because yeah. he's being guided by his mother the yeah, whole time. Exactly, and it's a fascinating choice. They don't totally understand. Yeah, and yeah. why Lori is suddenly connected to them as well. Right. And she can see visions and they start sharing these weird, crazy Rob Zombie music video yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> visions. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, in some ways I like it. And in some ways, you know, I agree that if it had been a little more grounded and it had just been a story about him, like, tracking her down yeah. and her, you know, dealing with it. I, I don't know. I it's it's i, I, I think once again like the first one it is kind of a, a mixed bag of different ideas that don't always work well together yeah, totally. but it's but there's a lot of really good stuff in here that i just i can't throw the baby out with the bath water here there's too much that's no. really great in this to just no, be no. like this is a weird crazy movie it doesn't make any sense i hate it like no, because there's so much good in in this movie yeah if you strip out the like horse shit like it's a fairly cohesive mm-hmm story actually which yeah. is not a word i would use for many of his films yeah. but uh it's it's it, it does have like some of those redneck redneck characters that like why did he like the two paramedic drivers and then later oh, the people on the farm yeah that first scene where the paramedics are transporting michael's body and they crash the yeah. car and one of them dies and the other wakes up and he's like dripping with bl- blood and stuff and he like sp- yeah. spits out a tooth and he just goes fuck and you're like, okay, yeah, that's what someone would say. And then he keeps just going, fuck, fuck, fuck. He says fuck 50 fucking times, okay? Yep. Nobody mm-hmm. says that. Nobody does that. It's so annoying. It's just, it's, I feel like he just told the actor to just improvise. And the actor was like, I'm going to have a lot of fun here and say fuck a bunch of times. And it's just, it just feels yeah. childish. And well, it just feels it very Devil's Rejects to yeah. me. Like it feels like something that he just pulled to to bring in those fans. Yeah. Like I, I don't necessarily need it. Like it like he's talking. Right. Like one of them is like a necrophiliac, and he's talking yeah. about how he's he's gonna like maybe fuck Michael's body or something. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah. I think he's talking about um Linda's body maybe. Like oh yeah, she had I some gotcha, nice yeah. some nice tits or something. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Um, yeah, I, but it's just, cool because then they they do get killed, which is nice. But <laughs> they do get murdered, and that's the you you could read it as him like sort of um, putting that part of his career behind and being oh, like I'm killing off these characters. I don't necessarily see it that way because he came back to it. But I, uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. Well, because then you could read it that way. You know, the, the, there are other characters in this film that are also kind of from a similar vein. Like they're they're kind yeah. of cut from the same cloth. You know, there's a there's a, a, a whole scene with these rednecks in a in a field in their truck that doesn't need yeah. to be in there. And there's mm-hmm. also a scene at a strip club with a bunch strip of trashy people. And that doesn't really, really need to be in there either. And it feels like the studio pressured him into putting those scenes in there. Like, it feels like they were like, you need some more like Rob zombie style scenes that are really violent and have a lot of sex and rednecks and stuff. And so he just kind of like shoehorned those in. 
and yeah. it feels awkward. Like those are the scenes that I'm like, if you just cut those out, this movie would be so much better. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't I agree. Right I think, me. and I think they also needed some kill scenes because That's if you take true, those out, yeah. like there aren't any essentially kill scenes. Exactly. With him. Um, and see, I'm like a weirdo. That's like, if there's not a kill for like the first hour of the movie i'm okay if the first yeah, hour is actually interesting you know we talked about during um house of wax mm-hmm. that film is effective yeah. even though the first kill isn't for like 50 minutes into the exactly movie, you know? yeah because it's, it's an interesting story there's semi-interesting characters there's kind of a li- little bit of suspense and dread so it it, it works it's always the issue with rob zombie it's like mm-hmm. i think he he seems so torn between who he's supposed to be catering to, which I get it. Yeah. And I'm sure you do, especially as a filmmaker, like, yeah. you know, who, who, you know, who you're supposed to be making these movies for. Mm-hmm. And he, he tries to appease everyone yeah. and it and doesn't yeah, always you can't do that. That's Im- truly yeah. impossible. That's the first thing you have to learn. If you're going to tell yeah. s- stories or make any kind of art, you just have to know that a lot of people are going to hate what you do, no matter what, no matter what, so yeah. you just have to put that aside and just make what you would want to make. And I think he kind of almost did that with this film, but he really did with Lords of Salem. That film feels like mm-hmm. he probably had very few kind of creative problems with that film. I, I really do think he probably got most of what he wanted to do with that film, mm-hmm. which is why I think it's his it's his his best film. Yeah, I love the relationship between Annie and Laurie and. Um... Annie's dad. Yeah, oh, it's fan- just, fantastic. Those, those are scenes the best are great, just... parts of the movie. They're really, yeah. and they feel real. There, there, there is a realness to these scenes. And I mean, yeah, there's a few bits where I feel like it does kind of get a little extreme, like in the director's cut, you know, I, I think there's a scene where Laurie confronts Annie about something and she just starts screaming, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it's like, she's just get kind of going off the deep end, maybe a, a little too quickly, maybe like it doesn't quite build, but yeah, but the idea of the scene is actually really great, and I think it's it, yeah. it, it 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 is well performed. And what I like about this is that Laurie in the last film, I didn't like her. I just thought mm-hmm. she she didn't feel real. But yeah. I think after what she went through with this, it's actually made her a more interesting character. She's definitely not more likable. She's actually probably less likable, mm-hmm. but she's more relatable. Yeah, And I think that's what people need to think about when they create a character is that they don't need to be likable. They just need to be relatable. You have to understand why this person is acting the way that they are. And yeah, given what she's yeah. been through, it's understandable that she flies off the handle and screams at everybody and, and uh, isolates herself. I'm not sure like why she has a poster of Charles Manson in her room. But I <laughs> noticed that too. Um, that's that's a choice. fucking weird, but that's a fucking choice. But whatever, you know. Um, yeah, so many slasher films. The Final Girl, you know, just doesn't get moments like this. You know, no. it's they are just either they go crazy and they get mm-hmm. put in an institution and then maybe killed. Yeah, or. I don't know. They're just like kind of wafy and like mm-hmm. Sydney Prescott, just kind of like, oh, my life is so hard. Uh, but <laughs> but um, even yeah. though Sydney is you know badass in her own way, but yeah. it's not this kind of thing. You don't see this like yeah. PTSD like yeah. extreme in like anything else. This that I is can think raw of. Yeah. anger and bitterness, and it's yeah, it's uh, she's it's, she's basically bipolar. Like yeah, you know, she yeah. she's she's okay, and then she'll just completely lose it, and that yeah. that happens. You know, when you've been mm-hmm. through such a, a insane experience like she's had, it's yeah, it's re- it's fascinating to watch, and and I, I, it's like a part of me sort of hope that's what 
Halloween 2018 would be, except with Jamie Lee Curtis, and it wasn't. So maybe that's why it I didn't wasn't. like it. Because <laughs> I was like, I want her to get drunk and start screaming at everybody. Like, I, that's, yeah. that's what I want. Show me your pain so that yeah. I can understand and relate to what you're feeling. And that film didn't do that. But this film does and does it beautifully. I think it's just because it's something we don't really see much of. And it's fascinating yeah, exactly. because... I didn't ex- expect it at all. Yeah, and I like the the therapy session scenes oh, in particular. I love it. Margot Kidder, those are Come great. On, perfect. Uh, yeah, Margot Kidder. Yeah, oh, uh, loved her. Because the first one she has is pretty subdued, mm-hmm. and you know she's just kind of explaining the situation and everything. And um, but then later she has another one where again the kind of bipolar yeah. Uh, Ness of everything comes out and she's like you know breathing exercises bitch let yeah. me give you some fucking prescription give me some fucking prescription you yeah. crazy bitch you know it's, it's just like wild it's, it's insane it's yeah. really fascinating and I, I i just i love that stuff so much it's just like this yeah. weird like random drama within the middle of this slasher sequel and i'm all for it i really love this yeah. I, just, yeah. I adore it i can't help it it's 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 really just difficult to put yourself like in that position. You yeah. Know? Like uh, okay, you've just seen your parents murdered. Mm-hmm. You, many of your friends. Yeah. Um. You know how do you go forward? Yeah. After that, you know. I mean, it's, she doesn't have a home. She lives with her best friend and her dad, and now they're kind of their relationship is kind of weird because Annie kind of reminds her too much of that night. So now she has these other friends and they're just like your regular 20 somethings that just want to have some fun yeah and so you get the feeling she kind of does a lot of drugs with them and gets drunk and sort of self-medicates a lot and that's not really helping her no and it's, and it's fascinating to see how like annie the difference between annie and her because yeah. annie was also put through exactly shit as well and you can tell that maybe annie is repressing some of that mm-hmm. and she's just like I'm just going to kind of go about my life. You know, yeah. it happened. Let's just move on. Right. She has that line where she's like, boo fucking who yeah. you know, for you, Lori, you know, just, right. I went through the shit too. It's the same thing. And yeah. it's just, they approach completely different ways. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's, Annie it's seems fine until of course she's not when she's confronted right. by Michael later, but yeah. Oh God. And that whole scene, I mean, it's just this, I, I actually cried. I legitimately cried when her father walks in and finds her. I like mm-hmm. you don't see that in these in these movies. You don't see that no. raw emotion. And I just thought, what is Rob Zombie doing? This is brilliant. I don't. I've never yeah. seen anything like this. Yeah. And I just don't well, think Brad, people were able to comprehend it, or I, I don't know what people were expecting, or, or or what they wanted. But this is what. I always really wanted from a slasher film and never got it yeah. until now. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brad Dourif gives, oh, like, a God. great performance in that. And uh, he's actually, he sounds, to me, he sounds the most like Chucky in that moment. Yeah, Because yeah. he's just, like, screaming his head yeah. off. Like, no, my it's God. You know, just, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And the way it's shot, like, it, you see, like, flashes of, like, home movies oh of, like, her God. in his memories. It and is it's just, like, heartbreaking. So sad. I just, so sad. It's Oh, it! I really just there are no there are no words for that scene. It's yeah. just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It's just beautiful. And like earlier in the film, they did such a good job just establishing that relationship. And yeah. there's a moment where she's like telling him to count his calories and carbs, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's something really that like sweet. a daughter would do. You know, yeah, it's just this really kind of sweet, real relationship, and and yeah. to see it yeah. in like like that, it's just it's fascinating that none of these characters really did anything for me in the first film you know like they were just mm-hmm. kind of like they just mm-hmm. sort of said said their lines and i didn't think much of them and then this film it's like you really do get to know them 
a lot yeah. more. And and they're actually pretty decent people when it really comes down to it, and it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, you know, on the fringes of all of this is this kind of opportunistic Dr. Loomis, who is just kind of off doing yeah. the whole circuit thing. Which and... is really interesting. It's... It's, it's fascinating. It's a change I know a lot of people despise, but I thought it was yeah. kind of interesting. I was like, okay, this is new. This is definitely it's something very, we haven't seen. Like Gale Weathers. Y- yes, like yes. They basically yeah. make him Gale he's Weathers. Gale like, Weathers, yeah. He's Gale Weathers. He's the male <laughs> Gale Weathers. Because he's profiting from, you know, all of this killings that happen. But yeah. clearly he still kind of feels bad about it. But yeah. at the same time, like he gets very upset when people think that he is just doesn't feel anything about anything because yeah. he, he does but at the same time he, yes he is profiting from essentially their deaths and is confronted at multiple points in the movie about that mm-hmm. and i what i'm curious i didn't read about this but if his if his shooting schedule was just very tight because he doesn't ever interact with anybody else like Not any of the main the characters ending, in the movie yeah. until the end yeah um and uh, like one scene with laurie would have been nice like earlier just right. to establish like some sort of connection there mm-hmm. but and he has that assistant with like the the bangs, the Gail Weathers bangs. Too. I love like, her. I love her. I love so her. Much. She's, She's great. great. Truthfully, I would like to see her have a little spinoff. I, I'd be fine with that. I would. I be, liked her I, a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. I wouldn't. And he does the very '90s thing of like going on a talk show. Oh and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, the, this is the only slasher sequel about PTSD that also stars Weird Al. Y- Weird Yankovic. Al. <laughs> so um, that right there should tell you it's a it's something special. It's something. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. this this they did this with like um. New Nightmare a little bit, where yeah. Heather goes on the talk show and they're like, uh, is Freddy really dead? You know, and uh, it's a similar thing here where they're yeah. questioning him about this. And they're like, are you are, are you aware that you're profiting off like the murders of these people? And he just is totally blindsided yeah. and like walks off set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I yeah, it's a fascinating kind of turn for that character. Yeah. And I, I read actually this was kind of interesting that um, Zombie based this character off of I can't remember his name. Some writer who profited off the Manson murders. I think mm. he was one of the attorneys that released a book after that and profited off of all that, which makes sense because yeah. uh, Zombie's clearly obsessed with the Manson oh, yeah. stuff, as we've seen. Definitely. Like, a call to Lori would have been nice about the brother situation first, yeah, that, you know. Yeah, that might have helped. That was, that's that was kind of fucked really up. really what causes her little break, break yeah. at the end. And this movie's basically two stories that are going on at the same time, but they finally intersect at the end. But mm-hmm. then also in in between these two stories, you have all the stuff that doesn't really work. And that's yeah. kind of the problem. You have like the redneck kills and the strip club stuff and Michael just walking around in like a hoodie. And it, that stuff doesn't really work very well. Yeah. I feel like it could yeah. have if he was killing just like random people in Haddonfield. But it's like all the char- characters that he does kill are like these trashy kind of people who you'd kind of want to see get killed anyway so it's not really Mm -hmm. like i don't know i like the moment where he sees the little boy dressed up as a clown that's a good and and just kind of lets him go like all right he's cute (laughs) i don't like the scene that takes place in the daytime and you can basically see his whole face i'm like i don't want to see michael myers his whole face really i mean i I get that it's a different angle but I don't know. Yeah, that, that's always kind of weird to me. I don't like that stuff. And he looks like present day Rob Zombie, basically. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like all the facial hair. Like he's trying to tell us something, Rob. Like what's gonna? Yeah. It's like I am Michael. Yeah, because when that 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 book comes out, of course, and like you said, uh, Lori reads it, and that just causes her to have this complete 
breakdown on top of everything else she was yeah. already going through, which again, understandable. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, her friends decide that the best way to help her is to take her to this giant party, right? Yeah. On Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's kind of a party out of a house of a thousand corpses. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Sort and, of uh, meets Halloween 5 a bit too, because it's like a, at yeah. like a barn, which I think they had to barn party in that that's too. true so it's kind of cool and scream four did scream that with four, the, yeah 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 people love their barns I love, a, I love a barn party yeah i've never been to one but it sounds fun um, yeah it sounds great um, and they dress up um, like characters from rocky horror which is fun yeah that's a fun little touch um, laurie's magenta right i think and then that's when she she starts to have her weird visions like during the dancing and stuff where she just like sees the mom like staring at her in like a spotlight and it, it like that stuff doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah it's it's it just it it begs the question like is this supernatural or yeah. is it, i mean it almost has to be like why else would they be connected like this yeah. you know it's not they're not twins or so you can't really go with that angle of like there's some like twin connection there right like uh they're related, but like brother and sisters don't have this kind of no. like hallucinations. Like I'm sorry, I, I have know. a brother. I don't Speak have a hallucination. for yourself. <laughs> well, and then one of her friends goes off with this guy who's like dressed as like a were a werewolf or something, and they have sex in a, there, in a van, of course, because it's there is a good bit of dialogue there. Where it's there is some like, good stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm a chick who's dressed up like a dude who wants to be a chick, and he's like, uh, but you are a chick though, right? Like, uh, and she's like, why don't you put your hands down my pants and find out? And he's, she's, he's like, at this point, I don't really care. Yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm drunk. I need to get laid. And uh, yeah, and so they're 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 killed, uh, which I guess is the, I, I mean, that's no, it's an okay scene. It's not very suspenseful or any, anything. Yeah, but. because he, he, the way he kills people in these movie, this movie is kind of. I don't know, like uh, it just depends on the person. Like yeah. sometimes he stabs them to death, and sometimes he strangles them. Yeah, and it's like I, I he get just, that. Like, like crushes but... them or like bashes their yeah. head against something. Or oh, you know what I fucking hate though the the, the scene where he, later he picks up the goddamn car. Oh, I'm like oh, like come yeah. on! I was like, you're not fucking Superman. You? Like what the what fuck the f- is that? Yeah, and just like rolls it down the hill. <laughs> That's another moment. It's like okay, are you trying to make this supernatural? Because yeah. nobody like, can do that what? unless you're like. Sat- like you hear about like mothers sometimes if they're like have all yeah. this adrenaline or something, but right. not like this, you know. It's, it's a bit extreme. Crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't yeah. a um, big fan of that bit. Yeah, but bit? then you know, so they're at the party, and then eventually, while they're at the party, that's when he goes and he kills Annie at the house. Yeah, and then waits for Laurie to get back, and that's when there's the big confrontation and chase and stuff you know yeah and like you said the big uh traumatic moment there yeah yeah and, um, and what i love too is that when laurie actually finds annie's corpse she literally does break down like she is genuinely sad that she's dead whereas it, yeah in most of these yeah. movies if someone finds their dead friend they're just like oh no annie i love you oh shit they're trying to break down the door i guess i'm just gonna climb out the window like and they just forget about it you know but this yeah, like they're basically sisters by that point yeah. and they've been connected by this terrible thing yeah. that happened to them and so it's like she's lost a part of herself mm-hmm. by that point yeah it, it is kind of weird that he he left her alive a little bit yeah to like yeah. i guess she's just to like kind, taunt kind, kind of her alive. or something but it's weird um that's right i forgot that she was still breathing like barely but yeah. yeah god and um, what i love a about that scene is that you never know what really happened to her because the way it's shot and the way it's cut is very effective you don't mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. her being stabbed or strangled it's very effective 
Yeah, it's it's inter- like while it's happening, you just hear you hear her screaming, yeah. and then later on, you see those really quick flashes mm-hmm. of what happened. But yeah. yeah, you still don't see exactly. It's um, really well done. And then, you know, while she's holding her, he kills her other the other friend. friend I think Maya. Yeah, um, that's right. Which. I like that they all work together in like this grungy record store yeah, it's fun. thing, by the yeah. way, just aside here. I, I think that's yeah, a fun touch. It's sweet. Um, he kills her and I don't know, it's not a huge loss because we don't really know much about her, but yeah. um, it's, it's a very quick death too, yeah. as opposed to some of the other ones. He just kind of slams her on the table and you know, stabs her or something. Yeah. Stabs, stabs her. Yeah. So then the sheriff arrives back and we get that great Brad Dourif mm. moment. Um, just high tragedy. Lori flags down a car outside and gets this driver killed. So Michael takes Lori to this mm-hmm. abandoned shed somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where. where. And somehow the cops learn about this like within five seconds. Yeah. They're there. It's very like, convenient. Which is convenient because usually these cops are completely useless as we've said. Yeah. And uh, somehow they get to this shed and this is where some shit's going down. Mm. And Loomis decides he's going to show up too, finally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She has more hallucinations with mommy Deborah Myers, and she's like, "Say you, say you love me, dear." And she's like, "I love you, mommy." And she's like, "I'm being held." And then they're like, "No, you're not." And so I, I don't get that. This is why where... is there a separate Michael Myers? From, yeah, like I don't yeah, get a kid it. Michael Myers and the adult Mike. I don't get it. And then oh, yeah. like, so Michael kills Loomis. Yeah. But then Laurie walks out wearing his mask. And I'm like, are they trying to say that it's been her this entire time? Because that doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then again, nothing else does either. So it's like, is this like a high tension kind of thing where it's like this whole film was in her head and it's just like something we have to get used to? Like maybe it, it, it didn't actually go down exactly like we saw, but... Did I watch the same ending i'm sure because the one i watched is when she walks out and gets shot oh okay wait see now i'm confusing the theatrical one and the director's cut yeah okay so there's one where she gets shot because she has the knife in her hands yeah and then there's one where she walks out and she just has the mask on the mask on and then it transitions into her in the asylum at the end so like the the last scene i think is the same in the asylum the last scene is the same yeah but it's like is Um, it i think with the director's cut it's like is she dead and this is like purgatory or i don't know it's 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 confusing it's a weird ending because she gets shot, but yeah, apparently survive. Apparently survives. I guess. Um, yeah. I guess. Unless she because Michael dead. gets shot like a million times, and yeah. he he's dead. Uh, I guess. I Again. Mean, well, uh, <laughs> there was going to be Halloween 3D. So oh, I don't, there was. I don't yes, know I saw about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think that needed to happen. So I'm glad it didn't. I'm so glad it didn't. Yeah. So see, uh, this movie was still successful enough to greenlight a Halloween 3D for like a second. So mm-hmm, it wasn't really mm-hmm. a flop. Yeah, I think it's I agree with what you said in terms of like if you can get on the wavelength of this movie and you're there, I think you will appreciate it. If you can't, I just don't think you're going to have any fun at all. Yeah. And but it is worth revisiting um, if you didn't like it the first time. I liked it the first time, but I, did too. I have heard some people say that they didn't. And yes, um, quite a few. So. Maybe it just makes people really uncomfortable because it goes there. That's the thing. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like to feel uncomfortable. They don't. Even when they're watching horror stuff, no. they just want to have some fun. Oh, my like, God. No. If one more person says, like, oh, that that movie was so dark. I can't believe they killed that character. I'm like, it's a horror movie. Like, right. do you want it to be, yeah. like, sunshine and rainbows? and? Yeah, there are different brands of horror. Like, I, I tend to gravitate more towards the, like, fun stuff. But at the same time, you, like, yeah. when I see something that's really dark and, like, gets me, like, like this kind of does, mm-hmm. like... 
I'm going to be like, okay, Me yeah, too. I give you props for that. Exactly. And, and this still has some like campy stuff in it too, oh, yeah. like the whole Rocky Horror shit and everything. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like there's still some fun stuff and like some of the sort of rednecky stripper dialogue is kind of, it's not, it doesn't get on my case as much as it did in the first one. I mean, it's sort of, I think maybe because there's more sort of substance surrounding it it's not as much of a dis- dis- distraction whereas yeah that's all it really was in the first movie was yeah. like redneck stripper talk and right and they they all get killed in this one so yeah. that's that's yeah. Not- You're like yay <laughs> i really like this movie and i wish people would be nicer to it it has a lot to say and a lot to bring you and mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's it's hard to take some of those harsh realities of life and this movie shows them warts and all and i think a lot of people just don't like that and i understand it you know yeah yeah i think you have to be in the right kind of frame of mind to really appreciate this but if if you are i think you're going to find a lot to enjoy about it and some white horses (laughs) yeah white horses who doesn't love those oh man so yeah what a journey halloween 2 rob zombie version halloween 2 solid yes. movie not to, be, <laughs> not to be confused with um, halloween 2 or halloween, halloween kills, kills or halloween or 2018 whatever they'll come up with 10 years from now when they reboot it again and yep and you know what if if they do i suggest they bring back jamie lee again but this time nursing home shady pines michael Ooh, Sh- yes, shady pines yes yes i'd be into it We'll see what we have planned for next week because yeah. any Halloween is fair game except yes. for Halloween 2018. Yeah, all Halloweens matter. I mean, there's not that many options. But it's really not. But it's it's going to be one of the films that actually exists. So it's it's yeah. It's not it's yeah. not going to be like well we're going to cover this uh, Halloween fan film from 2002, <laughs> Halloween Resurrection 2.0 is what we're going to talk now, about. Now for legal reasons, they couldn't call him Michael Myers, so his name is like uh, Mikey Miters or, or something. <laughs> And this is his sister, Laurie Chode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I would see that movie. (laughs) I have seen that movie. (laughs) And it is something. Laurie Chode. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, we have the final segment here, of course. We do. And that is Overlooked Gems. Overlooked. What have I overlooked in my life? Overlooked. I will start this time. Okay. It's been a while, so I'll go ahead and do that. Okay. I'm going to give some love to The Haunting of Julia from 1977. No one ever talks about that movie. It's kind of great. It's like this underappreciated predecessor to like the changeling even Mm -hmm. and the ring and dark water because it has this uh, woman played by, of course, Mia Farrow. Mm -hmm. This is like soon after, actually it's like almost a full decade after uh, Rosemary's baby. So she still looks amazing, which is yeah. Good for her. Um, After witnessing her daughter choke to death on in this like shocking opening scene, I don't know what it is, some like chicken bone or cereal or something. She's totally grief stricken and she separates from her husband. So she moves into this new house and she discovers that there's some sort of supernatural force lurking in the shadows. And uh, from that point on, she spends most of the movie like trying to figure out the mystery behind what's going on with this like spirit of a little girl in the house. And again, it's very the ring here Mm -hmm. because she, as she digs deeper and deeper, she discovers that like this girl was maybe kind of fucked up and there's some like really weird things with this girl, but she, she still feels like she has to keep going because I think she feels like her, her daughter died earlier and she couldn't do anything about it. So maybe she can like give this spirit some um, sort of closure. Yeah. 
again, vary the ring. And uh, I was just impressed by how like quiet and atmospheric and restrained it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it gets overlooked a lot because well, it is kind of a quiet film and um, it doesn't have like bouncing red balls like, you know, in the Changeling or any of these big sort of set pieces. But it's great. It has all the things I love, um, the tropes, you know, you have some autumnal cinematography. It's got a memorable score. It's got a dinner party seance, folks. So it's great for Halloween. Um, it's got a library research scene. And uh, yeah, I just think it's quite a little gem. And go check it out. It's a great Halloween season one. Yeah, I think we need to put that out in the ether too. That needs a Blu-ray desperately. It does. Because I, yeah, I, yeah, I the DVD is not ever, great. Yeah, I think it's it's like a bootleg DVD or something. Like it's Yeah, that must released. be what I have because yeah. I don't even know what I have. But <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's so sad because it's a really great movie. And it's just, yeah. it's never looked as good as I think it could. And no. So it, it needs to... And the alternate title is Full Circle, if you can't find it, yeah. folks. It's a... Yeah. Which I hate that title. That's a boring <laughs> title, isn't it? Yeah. The fuck does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Full Circle. Okay. Uh, that sounds thrilling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine is a little movie called Fear No Evil mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. from 1981, I believe, directed by the same man that brought us Lady in White. And it's, it's a movie that is... Very interesting. It's about a young man who discovers in high school that he is Satan, basically. And he starts to make some shit happen and starts to get back at some bullies. And there's a great scene where he's in he's in the showers with all these guys. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, and he little... makes the bully kiss him. Kiss him. And like, and like it's like their, their lips get locked together and like the bully freaks out and then later on he makes him grow breasts because he's kind of like this misogynistic douchebag who like Mm -hmm. abuses his girlfriend and stuff and so it's like this payback i guess that that he grows breasts or something it's so bizarre a lot of it doesn't always work and it's like a little slow pacing wise but there's a Mm -hmm. lot of great stuff in the movie it's kind of like the omen meets carrie meets night of the living dead i don't know it's it's weird it's very it weird. It's like gay porn. Or yeah. Something. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting movie. It, it would be a good one with, um, like Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Yeah. If you just want some, yeah. Like weird, like queer eighties movies that, um, people don't talk about enough. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a good one for that. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's got a really great, uh, soundtrack too. Like it's, it's like a, a lot yeah. of like eighties kind of punk stuff and yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a very interesting movie and there's a death by dodgeball, which you don't see that every day. Pretty, yeah pretty cool i mean <laughs> that should sell it alone but if it doesn't yeah, i'm it, sorry it, for your loss it, <laughs> i mean you got a gay kiss you got dodgeball yeah. what else do you need you got Come like on. zombies coming out of the ground at the end um mm-hmm. I, I dig it mm-hmm. i dig it a lot yeah check it out it's it's i i second that recommendation. good um, i second that emotion <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> So thanks for stopping by this week, folks. I hope your Halloween season remains spooky. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's crazy world out there, but this is the time to really find some stuff you love. And if you like the spooky things, which I assume you do, that's why you're listening to this podcast, really dig into it. And, um, uh, you know, watch some stuff that you like. If you feel up to it, watch some stuff you haven't seen. We Mm -hmm. gave you plenty of recommendations in, uh, last week and, um, you know, it's because uh, I think sometimes it's easy in October to just be like, I'm just going to watch all the shit that I already like. And I get that. But it is a good opportunity to watch some other shit, too. Mm, so absolutely. Nice. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we will see you next week. Of course, you can follow us on 
uh, social media, we are at Homos on Haunted Hill on Instagram and H-O-H-H Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Please be nice. Uh, you can send us some feedback at homosonhauntedhill at gmail.com or on social media. You can follow us on Letterboxd. Um, uh, yeah, in the meantime, you know, stay spooky mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see you next week. Yay, bye. Yay. Bye.